When I first started the Aspire to Lead podcast, my goal was to help as many new leaders as possible. What I didn't realize was that in almost five years, the podcast now has listeners in 125 different countries. But this couldn't happen without you. So thank you so much for sharing the podcast with your friends, posting an episode on social media, or emailing it to a colleague. I really appreciate everyone's support throughout the years. I also want to thank my sponsors. Obviously, creating a podcast is not free, and I feel so very fortunate to work with two amazing companies. This episode is sponsored by Tunnel. Tunnel is an all-in-one teaching and learning platform used by over 40,000 educators around the world. If you want to learn more, head over to tunnelapp.com, and you can explore the many features offered in this wonderful platform, hear from other educators on how it has transformed their campus, and dig into the many case studies on how they streamlined all of their teaching and learning needs with the Toddle application. Today's guest is Manny Coudier, aka Super Manny. He is the global community manager at Edpuzzle. Prior to Edpuzzle, Manny was a bilingual teacher where he used his own experiences of overcoming a language barrier to construct emotional attachments in the classroom to the reading content. So excited to have this conversation with him as he shares some of the engagement techniques that he implemented in his classroom, several of the projects that he is constructing, and of course, Edpuzzle and all the many things that they do to help educators around the world. Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire to Lead, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua underscore Stamper. Manny, thank you so much for being on the Aspire to Lead podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is super exciting. Manny, it was great. I actually got to see you at FETC, but we did not meet at that event. I saw you afterwards. We had this wonderful social gathering that you actually configured for everybody to come. And I met so many wonderful people, but me and you actually had a conversation at TCEA. And man, your story was wonderful. I was like, you have to come on to the podcast. And you just have this energy. You work for a fantastic company, Edpuzzle. And I'm so excited for you to share not only about your journey, but then also all that you offer all across this country. So I got to learn a little bit about your story, but I would love for my listeners to do the same. So will you just share a little bit about your educational and leadership journey? Yes. So I came to this country not knowing any English. It was very frustrating just to sit and try to understand what my college professor was trying to convey. Down the line, you know, I decided to become a teacher. And I remember how I felt as a, te- as a student, but I didn't know any other way to teach. So I did what everybody else will do, which was whole group. And But you know, deep inside, I'm like, there's got to be other ways. There's got to be other ways. And then, you know, luckily, I was working summer school with a teacher, he, he introduced me to Flipgrid and I'm like, you record? I'm sorry, what? So that changed everything. Videos in the classroom was like a wake up call. I'm like, oh my gosh, because I taught bilingual, first, second, and third grade bilingual. And my kids struggle through English just as much as I struggle with English when I first came to the country. So I related to that and I was able to tell my students, you know, the story that I, that I had. I'm like, honey, like I went through the whole thing. I know, I know how it is. So that's why I recorded my home videos and then push them through them so they can have, you know, scaffolded and, and, and just digested even more for them because they needed the support them as much as I needed it. So that's, that's how the whole thing started. And with 
teaching technology and, you know, became a ed tech coach for the school district that I was, that I was in because my principal said, uh, you need to, you were expected to tweet the things you're doing in the classroom. I said, okay. <laughs> then my school district is like, who is this person? And then they started visiting my classroom. Then I was teaching teachers into doing what I was doing. And now I work for Ethazol doing the same thing, but globally. I love the job. Oh yeah. And you do a great job. I seen you at your booth and you go to all these different conferences to share what you're doing with Edpuzzle. And Manny, I want to go back to your journey as a teacher. I can only imagine, because you have this energy, like as soon as you, like when I met you, it was obvious that you had a lot of energy, a lot of passion. So when you were a teacher, what were you doing to try to make it fun for the students? Well, as a first year teacher, you're like, you're just trying to learn the curriculum and like learn how to get behaviors, you know, down. <laughs> But like, it was my third year that I'm like, okay, now that I got this sorted out, why do I, why do I need to do to get my kids like on board? Because obviously this is not fun. I'm not having fun. And therefore my kids were like being compliant. So I started incorporating like music, like disco music. I've always loved disco because it puts a smile on your face, right? Well, at least for me, <laughs> it just gets you going, you know, the dancing parts and it's just happy. And that's what I wanted to portray. Happy. I am a big Disney fan. So that's another thing that when, if you've been to Disney, you know, when you're there, you just feel excited and then passionate about the things that you're doing. You, you, it's just, it, it's an emotion. And that's what I say. I sell emotions. Kids need to emotionally be attached, not to what, not to me, but for the content and to the learning that they're going to be embarking into. So I tried to, to design lessons that it was an experience for them. Because when I came to this country, I remember I went to the store and I was looking for jeans. And in Mexico, we don't have as much variety as we have here. And it was a very traumatic experience. I remember it because it was exactly that. It was a not very fun experience, but it was an experience nonetheless. Now, you don't want to do that with your kids. You want to give them fun learning experiences, but it's the same concept. It's an emotion attached to that learning. So if you have them struggle just a little bit, they will feel proud of themselves and successful because they are the ones discovering, you know, that learning. And that, that's, that's the key. If you make it fun, you make them struggle a little bit so they'll remember the struggle. And that just makes them feel successful about what they're doing. With the genes, what was the struggle that she went through that was so traumatic? I just, I couldn't, I couldn't speak English. To begin with. I mean, what do you mean boots? I'm not wearing boots. It's like, it's jeans, not boots. I don't want shoes. I want jeans. I didn't understand the concept. Sure. So... I remember the conversation that they were looking at me. I'm like, are you silly? Like, how is it that you understand this? Like, well, I'm sorry. Like, we don't, we don't have this where I'm coming from. Right. My parents used to buy everything from me kind of thing. I didn't have a connection with that. So that's what I started to, to remember. Like, I was emotionally attached to an event and that made me remember it. So that's what I wanted to do with my kids. I give them this experience as positive and hopefully fun experiences. So they'll remember the concept The when I was recording myself, <laughs> there was a time that I was eating Takis right before it. So my hands were red and everybody remember it because my hands were red. Then I started recording, you know, at my house because, you know, you're a teacher 24 seven, you don't have days off. Nope. I was recording at my house. 
And they, everybody remember because it was a different environment. They they noticed this thing. So it's like, oh, I have to do things. I have to make connections with things that they're familiar with. They remember that because they love Takis. I love Takis. Like, I love Disney. The same thing. So making making them feel part of this journey. Because we love our content. I taught reading. But, like, they are not necessarily in love with reading. But when they're reading something about that they like or they want to learn, they're interested, they will be more likely... You know, they, they they buy that, but it's just making it memorable for them. So, Benny, you've talked a little bit about video learning, not only recording yourself, but you know, incorporating other things. So, why did you feel like that was so powerful, and how did your students react to videos being inserted into lesson plans? Well, when I came to this country again, I was struggling with with all the words that I didn't understand. My teacher was saying, and he was speaking so fast. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to pause, process, and then go back, rewatch it to see, kind of like when you watch a movie, like the second, third time, you're like, oh yeah, 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 I missed this. It's the same thing. When you listen to the to the same section a couple of times, you're able to capture more because the, the information is not new anymore. So it's unfair in a way that you expect a six-year-old, a seven-year-old to be 100% with focus in what I'm saying, especially if, if I'm doing a lesson that it's supposed to be five minutes and I turn into a 15 minute lesson, they're not paying attention. Then thinking about lunch or how their best friend just said, I don't want to be your friend anymore. And their world ended. It's like, you're dealing with, you know, global matters when they're six. So it's, it's having the opportunity for students to go back and to watch it prior to my lesson. That was very, very important because if they need to go restroom, if they're not present, either physically or emotionally not ready to learn, they should be able to watch it before or after at their convenience. Because, you know, sometimes we are not even emotionally ready because we're thinking, oh, and um, I don't know, I haven't paid the rent or my car is this and that. Just as a teacher, you, you, you have your own emotional issues as well. And like, you're not really there why not record a video, right? So I learned through video, I can do all these things. Then if you use Edpuzzle, hey, hey, that's my word for it, you can get analytics based on that. So it was not just recording my videos. Based on the analytics that Edpuzzle will give you, I was able to sift my students and to place them into small groups. And then I will do my direct instruction based on the kids that I had in front of me. I will pull my high achievers first, that the guys are like, they got it. Uh, because it was like a two minute check-in, just make sure that they understood and then give them something else to do, like an extension or like something else more more complex for them because they already got it. Then you will meet with your bubble kids. You need more time with that, with, with that group. But with your hot mess express, they're like not have a clue what's happening. That's what you need, the 15 minutes that you normally will spend lecturing. They need that. Your high achievers, they don't need that. They're going to be bored and you're, that's not, that's not fair for them. You're doing a disservice because you need to push them more. It's not fair that they got it. You're holding them back. I'm like, no, 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 no. So I love that. Like through the video that I was able to do, I, you get analytics and based on that lesson, on that standard that you're supposed to cover, it will tell you, yes, they got it. They didn't get it. It's important that you validate the effort that the student is putting in there because you have kids that are struggling, but they really, really want to please you or themselves or the parents, or they just want to do better. And if you catch it, which that I will catch, you pull them with that other group, you pull them with your high achievers and they'll be like, oh, MG, 
you noticed. I said, yes, I did. <laughs> and you also have those high achievers that are like, they think they know everything. They don't have to put effort in anything and they don't know everything. So you pull them with the kids that are struggling. You're like, what happened? I'm like, well, you decided not to pay attention. Then this is what happens. And they know that you are paying attention, that you care. And it's very easy about with black and white. So videos and data. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. Manny, you talked through a little bit about Edpuzzle. For those who are listening that don't know the platform whatsoever, can you just kind of give a little bit of a synopsis of what that platform does for our educators? So Edpuzzle is a video platform a, that it lets you either up- upload a video, use a YouTube video, or even better, create your own videos because we're what? Teachers, right? Teachers are teaching. It should be the teacher recording themselves teaching. They just want to see your face and your humor in there. So once you have your video, you can add interactivity with like asking open-ended questions, which that is where the rigor is. An open-ended question with scenario, you can the, the student can respond with audio. You can read the questions to them in an open-ended question. You can add audio notes. You can have multiple choice in where you can have like pictures, graphics, like a, like a GIF. They have um, automatic feedback. There's a way that you, you select the, the correct or the wrong answer. You can say, oh, remember when we cover this? And you can send them somewhere else with the link. It's that. So, you know, right now, the kids, everything is automatic. You want something, you go to iTunes, you download it, it's there. You want something on, on you know, in a groceries, you get them within an hour. Everything is automatic. So there's no more that you have to wait until the teacher has time to grade your, your tests. It's this immediate feedback that, you, that the kids will get. So based on what they're doing. So for me, for reading, it was ONG, teaching reading passages in where you have to literally flip back on the paper. Well, now everything's on the computer though, but it's the, it's the process of like, why is this answer correct? Like, what is the evidence? You have to walk them over and over and over again. And if you do that, like face-to-face and live, it's very boring again, because you have kids at different levels, just like you have teachers in different levels. It's it's the same. You you you're able to cater to whoever is in front of you. It's just, oh my god, I love that puzzle. Everything is based on data, and I love how quick you're able to access that. That's such a a wonderful point that you made. You also have available an Edpuzzle community. I know you manage that. So, what is the community built for? We wanted to have a space for teachers to collaborate and just to get together globally. So we have a coach Facebook group in where. Again, anybody who has taken the certification uh, is invited to join the coach community. I post questions. I'm like, that is what I manage. I'm there. I'm present. We we post like, hey, this is coming. There's new features coming. I started to have meetings with them and then just teachers asking questions. And I think that's the most important feature. Like if I'm having this this problem, how does other teachers solve this this issue? Not necessarily with a console, but like, hey, my kids are doing this and this and this. How, how can I fix that? Or they share resources, hey, I have this awesome lesson and they just share it or they share um, slide decks. Then um, the trainer community, it's, I just built that. It's it's my baby. And we're having, um, the community is going to be in Telegram. So it's, I've learned that globally, not everybody uses Facebook, yep. but the majority of the people use either WhatsApp or Telegram. So we wanted to do Telegram for, for the next level, which is after coaches trainer. And it's just another space in where teachers can 
know other teachers all over the world is just to grow their circle because I'm I'm all about that. Growing people's circles to be, you know, uh, your influence, you to have inspiration from other teachers globally. That's, oh my gosh. And all the traveling that I make and I go to classrooms, like, this is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. So influenced by others, it's it's great. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can't be on an island. We got to make sure that we make connections, like you said, and grow those circles. Yeah. And I know Edpuzzle is constantly trying to update and add new features to the platform. So is there anything new that you guys are rolling out beyond what you're doing with community? So people were very, very, very excited. When I heard about this mid last year, we were working on multiple attempts. And that is a thing now. It just was rolled out. A lot of teachers said, well, I don't want to go back and reset the activity for grade. I want to be able for it to just happen automatically. So we were told that it was going to be a thing. What we didn't know is that you can set, oh, you can take it one time or twice or three times, up to five times, or you can do unlimited. That was even new for me. It was, it was, it was amazing. I love it. We are having uh, closed captioning being added to our content. We're rolling that in. Eventually, all our content is going to have closed captioning. And eventually, every video that is uploaded into Edpuzzle will have closed captioning soon. <laughs> Not yet, but we're working on that. We translated the console in multiple languages. The newest one is, is Italian. We have Romanian, Malay, Japanese is coming, Catalan, <laughs> Spanish. You can translate the entire console for students. You know, it's in different languages because we're a global company. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, I know you travel all over the world and, you know, share everything that you're doing with Dead Puzzle. So it would make complete sense to have all of those different languages. <laughs> I also know that you get certificates that are provided to educators. So will you share a little bit about that program? Yes. Well, level one, level two, it's basically teachers get to learn asynchronously into how the console works. Level one and level two is literally how you use the tool. And uh, you get a certificate at the end just to prove that you did do that PD. It's up to the district or school to, to count that as professional development. But we offer that. We want to give the, the teachers the experience of how the student feels when they're doing that. So the first one will be on uh, March 22nd, hint, hint, coming up. Uh, my first Ed Puzzle Get Certified with Manny in the U.S. And we're doing them like live but you are doing it on your computer again because we got to give them the experience of what it feels like to go through the through the Edpuzzle experience yeah teachers need to feel how the students feel so they go like oh i can do this with the students oh i know this because i did it myself it's you have to experience it as, as, a, as a student plus we we 100 are a self-paced learning you know platform so instead of me presenting again not whole group I'm not doing all the learning because I'm doing all the talking. You are doing it. I already recorded myself. You are chunk. I'm chunking it into different modules in short videos, easy to digest. You know, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> and you can always go back and watch them again. But at the end of the certificate of the certifications, either level one, level two, coach or trainer, you get a certificate of completion that you can turn in, and then it will be up to your school to give you the PD credit. But it's how we, we 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 train the community to be like this is this is the best practices that we have. We have also certifications with Coology, with Canvas, with uh, Google Classroom, Teams. We got them. That's a wonderful, and I love that you're modeling what they need to be doing with the students also, as far as self-paced yep. and and making that differentiation. 
This episode is brought to you by Papa Rob's Coffee. This is by far my favorite coffee in the world. And the reason is, is because Papa Rob's is fresh, it's delivered, and has such an amazing taste. You can go over to paparobscoffee.com to see the many varieties of wonderful medium and dark blends. In fact, he's actually got a couple new blends that was just posted on the website. So definitely check those out. When you go through the checkout, make sure you use the code ASPIRE15 to get 15% off your order. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed with the taste of this fantastic coffee. Now let's head back to the conversation. Manny, I want to talk about some of the projects that you're doing. So it seems like there's some big news about you writing a book, and I would love to learn more about that. Yeah, so I, I started seeing all my friends like, oh, I'm doing a book, oh, I'm doing a book. I'm like, I want to do a book, too. Totally. I didn't wait for anybody to offer me a book deal. I'm like, I'm going to do this by myself because I want to do it. Yep. You know, my whole thing was, I have a message that I think is valuable, and even though English is not my first language and probably my my writing is not as professional as other people, I'm like, I write it the way I talk. I say a lot of, I'm going to tell you, grr, and honey, grr, <laughs> It's literally how I talk. So I put it away for a little bit because I was learning this this job role, but I'm picking it up again. I'm very excited about this 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 book coming out. It's literally how I am not as different as a teacher who is learning technology. Like I, I didn't know the language. Teachers are not comfortable with technology. It's like a different language. I'm trying to make that relationship. Like I understand how frustrating it is as much as it could be frustrating for me or to write up a book in the language that it's not my own. So like, I'm afraid of being judged by the way I write. It's the same thing as teachers being judged by not being comfortable with technology. Yet I'm doing it because I think when I have to say it's important and I put myself out there very vulnerable in a way that I'm doing it. I'm not just giving you advice just because I am putting myself in your shoes. And it's like, look, if I'm doing it, you can too. Loving on teachers, like it's, it, it might seem hard, but it's just, it's, I say this a lot, like share your shine. Like the teachers, what they do is very, very valuable. And just because you think you don't know technology, that doesn't mean that you're a bad teacher. It's just like being a teacher is an amazing thing. If the students love you, you're a great teacher. But with technology, it makes your life easier and kids find it more appealing, but that does not make you a bad teacher. Manny, I know you're looking for Edpuzzle teachers to provide you with some examples of things that they're doing in the classroom. I'm assuming that there's probably lots of folks that are listening right now within my audience that use Edpuzzle. And so will you just share a little bit about what you're looking for and what will be used in regards to the teacher examples? Yes. So there's two ways then I'm collecting examples. So one is we're going to be doing an update on the coach uh, certification, and I need specific examples into how does that puzzle work in a first grade classroom when you're teaching reading or writing, you know, for like a fourth grade class with math, um, like language arts, writing, reading, social studies, arts, music, PE, uh, all the things. If I have a teacher who's, who has sped kids in, I don't know, life skills in secondary. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know math. We're looking for experts to see, like, share the screen and tell me this is my um, one lesson that I think is RNG amazing. And then walk me through the process into how the, the lesson was created, uh, the purpose of it, how the kids got it. Like you say, hey, you can tweak this, this is and that. So you can give it um, an experience of, for the teacher that teaches the same thing as this person. Like, so, it's great. so I got it. Like, I understand 
how it, this could look in my classroom because all the classes are different. So that is one way through the video. And then another one that I'm also looking for is having open classes and have copies of lessons of teachers. So I can say, hey, you are Eller Elementary. Don't worry about it. I have an open class and I have several examples here from superstar teachers that, you know, that share this with us because that's what teachers want to see. Like, okay, well, I love it, but how does that look like in my classroom? And that's the thing. Like, I mean, I know first, second, and third. I don't know higher, you know, upper, upper elementary or high school. That is not my thing. So we just want to give teachers ex examples of what is it, what would it look like in the classroom. So it's just social media, like find me, Manny Discotech. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you how they, if they have those examples, just reach out to you via social yep, media. Social media is the easiest way I am on. And Instagram is more about, do you want to know the crazy things that I do? Like sometimes when I'm in conferences, that's Instagram, more videos, obviously, but I'm there. And my number one is Twitter. I hand down love Twitter. Yeah, Manny Disco thing. I'm always there. I'm very responsive. LinkedIn is very serious for me. So I, I now you just can't shine in, in LinkedIn like you can in some of the other platforms. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a very different person. <laughs> Manny, I love it. So I ask this of all of my guests, if there is one thing that aspiring or current leaders can do tomorrow to enhance their leadership journey, what would you advise them to do? So even though like I've seen lots of things, instead of saying do this or give like advice, what I've learned to say is I have seen teachers do this. And that just makes it sound less cocky that I know everything, which I don't. Everything I've learned, I learned because of the teachers that I've met. I've learned from teachers. So I was I used to say I. Now is I've seen other people do this. See if this works for you. Um, I always remember there was a um, a coach, no, a curriculum coach that went to my classroom and she told me, you need to do this, this, this and this. And I, I was like, no, mm -mm. I am a, I'm a teacher. I know my classroom better than you. I'm a, mm -mm. But if you present it in a way like, hey, look, I'm just the, the giver of advice. It's up to you if this applies to your classroom, because who am I to say what you should be doing? I've only been here for 10 minutes kind of thing. But I said, look, you might want to try this. And maybe that's not the right advice for that day. Maybe in a month, maybe next year, you'll be like, oh, you know what? Maybe I could do this. So just the way you give your advice, just be mindful that some teachers are not able to receive it for whatever reason is happening. And it, it does come across that way. Like you've been here for five minutes. What makes you think you know what was happening in my classroom? Just like, I've seen this. Try this or that, see if it works, you know, kind of thing. Give them options, kind of like what students will like to have options. That was very a valuable lesson that I've learned through the years. 100% agree. I've, I've made those mistakes of, you know, because the words that you use really matter and mm -hmm. you can put up walls really quick if you don't say the right thing in regards to advice. So Manny, I love everything that you are talking through your company, what you have to offer. So for those who are interested in connecting with you to learn more about all the things that we've discussed today, you did share a little bit about your Twitter and Instagram, but if you wouldn't mind sharing all the different ways they can connect with you. Well, I mean, if you're in a conference, I would definitely be at the booth. <laughs> for sure. You're going to be in a conference here soon. Right. So social media is like hands down the best way. I get bombarded with emails. Don't want to get more emails. Like, Hit me in social media. And honestly, sometimes I respond faster in social media because I check it even when I'm not at work. When I'm on vacay, I'm checking to see social media. 
So that is hands down the easiest way. If we have a, hey, we're going to have a meeting or anything, yeah, then yeah, I will share my email with them just because I'll be expecting for that, but I have so many emails already. Social media is hands down the best thing ever. And if your listeners are not on Twitter, it is the best free PD you will ever, ever have. Like growing your circle, like I know so many people because of Twitter. You don't have to follow them. You just, I mean, you don't have to be friends. You just follow people. It is, it is, oh my gosh, the best thing ever. The best. I, I mean, I've said this for years. I mean, most of my guests that I have on this podcast is because I've connected with them on Twitter of all places, you know? So yeah, yeah there's fantastic educators out there and make sure that you're following Manny. He, again, is Manny Disco Tech. We'll have those linked in the show notes on the website, joshtamber.com. And uh, make sure you're clicking on that and connecting with Manny, not only on social media, but if you're really at any big conference, Manny's probably going to be there with at the yeah. Red Puzzle booth and, and doing his, you know, different sessions there also. I know you present. So Manny, I cannot wait to see all the wonderful things that you do, your book. I'll be first in line to purchase that and, and get that in. They'll be fine. Obviously. Yes, it'll be amazing. Just can't wait to see you in person again at another conference here, hopefully shortly. And thank you so much for being on the Aspire to Lead podcast. Oh, thank you.